Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us on this Monday, our first show of 2022. Going to be a fun one. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of Lockdown Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. And now that we've reached 2022, we're counting down the days until we get to premiere on YouTube. You can find us right now. Lockdown Blue Devils is what you search on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel and you'll be notified as soon as the first episode is published. Same format as you're used to with The Daily Show here, just a visual format for you to be able to watch. Excited to join many others on the Locked On Podcast Network team over there on YouTube. On today's show, we'll take a look at Duke men's basketball, kind of assess where the Blue Devils are at as they start the new year, recap the big win this weekend for Duke women's basketball, some football coaching updates, and more all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Yet another weekend where we did not have Duke men's basketball in our lives as their game on Saturday was postponed due to health and safety protocols, COVID-19 protocols for Duke men's basketball when they were scheduled to take on the Fighting Irish. As of now, was reading yesterday, that's Sunday, uh, from Adam Rowe with the Devil's Den 24-7 Sports, that the Georgia Tech game is still on. Of course, that could change. It's uh, obviously something that could change at any given moment when test results come back and that sort of thing. But as I'm recording this, the game is still on for Georgia Tech tomorrow night. It'll be the second ACC game for the Blue Devils, having already defeated the Virginia Tech Hokies. Georgia Tech played yesterday versus Louisville in the ACC. The Yellow Jackets dropped that one. Our good buddy Bryce Kuhn, who was covering Georgia Tech for GoJackets.com with 24-7 Sports, joined our podcast uh, during football season to talk about the Duke and Georgia Tech game. Since then. He's launched the Locked On Georgia Tech podcast here with the Locked On Podcast Network. So very exciting to chat with him a little bit later in the week as we get ready for that Duke and Georgia Tech game coming up. It's going to be a fun one. This Duke basketball team, of course, ran into some COVID-19 issues after the players were allowed to go back home for the holidays. We're obviously seeing more numbers of the Omicron variant in college athletics uh, and across the world. And uh, obviously Duke was a victim of that with their games versus Clemson and Notre Dame being postponed. It has been reported that this Duke men's basketball team is both fully vaccinated and boosted. And ever since associate, uh, or excuse me, assistant coach Nolan Smith tested positive back on December 18th prior to that Elon game, Duke has gone into way more frequent testing themselves. And so you got to have to wonder, okay, are we seeing these positive cases because they're testing so much? And most of these players are asymptomatic, or are we seeing some players really affected by COVID-19? I don't know the answers to that. I don't know that anyone uh, really covering the team knows that. I think that's something that Duke's trying their best to keep in-house and uh, certainly okay with the Blue Devils trying to do that. So we'll see whether or not Duke men's basketball is able to get back out on the floor tomorrow versus Georgia Tech. 
hopeful that they're able to do that. All right, it's the start of 2022, so obviously people are already starting to talk about bracketology for March Madness coming up, and Joe Lenardi with ESPN is the best. That's how you always go to him, Joey Brackets, as so many people like to call him. Right now, he's got Baylor as the number one overall seed as we start 2022, three months shy of March Madness. Uh, The other one seeds being Gonzaga, Duke, and Purdue. The Big Ten Conference leads the way with nine selections. The Big 12 with seven. The SEC with seven. ACC, a down year. I didn't actually see how many ACC schools made the field, but it was clearly less than seven. He's got Duke right now as the number one seed in the East region. That would be played in Philadelphia. We know that for sure, that in the East region, you would play the Sweet 16 and Elite Elite Eight games in Philadelphia. In the bracket, he's got Duke playing a uh, first four game winner in Texas Southern and Nichols State for that 16 seed. Of course, Duke would not play in the first four since they're one of the number one seeds, but whoever won the Texas Southern versus Nichols State game, they would be the 16th seed and they would take on number one Duke in the first 2022 bracketology from Joe Lenardi. The 8-9 matchup is who Duke would play if they beat Texas Southern, which we hope that they would and know that uh, likely they would. Again, only one 16th seed has ever defeated a one. That was UMBC defeating Virginia a few years back. Number eight, Loyola Chicago. Number nine, Michigan is who Duke would be matched up with after that one. And then to kind of close out the East region, Joe Lenardi has Duke as the one seed in the East. Number two, Michigan State. Number three, the USC Trojans. And number four, Iowa State, as we take a look at the bracketology there. Uh, Ken Palm, some updated numbers for you. KenPomeroy.com does a really good job at looking at efficiency metrics for teams. The last four national champions have been top four offenses in terms of efficiency. We're obviously seeing way more offensive basketball at the professional NBA level, and that's translating to college hoops as well. So again, the last four national champs have been top four offenses. Keep that in mind. If we go back to 2013-2014, the year UConn went on to win the 2014 Final Four in the National Championship, that's how far back you have to go to find a national champion with an offensive efficiency rating rated outside of the top 15. So clearly, Ken Pomeroy is good at his numbers, and efficiency translates to success in the tournament. Both Baylor and Gonzaga a year ago were loved by Ken Pomeroy and his analytics, and clearly they were because they went on to play in the national title game. Both teams lost less than three games. I mean, Gonzaga, their only loss on the season was that national title game to Baylor. And uh, yeah, so right now, Duke is number six in the Ken Pomeroy offensive efficiency rating. So they are a top 10 bunch, which is excellent for this Duke team at this point in the season as they get set to uh, dig deeper into conference play. Some of the offensive numbers that are highlighted, obviously, is the play of Wendell Moore Jr., who's been outstanding sharing the basketball. There were a lot of basketball people wondering whether or not Duke would have a, a pure point guard or kind of how the ball distribution would go. Wendell Moore has done a lot of that, picking up the slack, leading the team in assists. Also, efficiency-wise, Mark Williams, you know, we talk about him not being as effective versus Virginia Tech, having only played 11 minutes, no points, three rebounds. He's been efficient, though, when he's out there on the floor. 69% on his two-point field goal attempts, and obviously as a 7-1 big man, we don't have Mark Williams out there shooting threes all the time. He's got 26 dunks this season. 
That helps your efficiency numbers if all you're doing is dunking the ball in. Duke right now, or excuse me, Mark Williams right now, has a 15% offensive rebounding percentage. So of potential rebounds in his area offensively, he's getting 15% of them, which is insane. That's a really high number. Think about how hard it is just to get a rebound and to know where the ball is going to go and that sort of thing. And so of balls in his area, Mark Williams, a 15% offensive rebounding rate. Amazing. It's fun to kind of think about the analytics and how far it's taken off that we're kind of charting rebounding rates for players and that sort of thing. But it's 2022. we got to get with the times, and analytics matter, obviously. So we'll talk about them here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Uh, uh, Recruiting notes to mention from this past weekend as we get set for 2022 and 2023. Obviously, the number one class for Duke men's basketball on both of those fronts. Bronny James in the 2023 class is a name that everyone wants to talk about. I kind of mentioned it a few weeks ago when I had Brandon Jenkins from 24-7 Sports on the program. Uh, LeBron James has had Instagram posts before saying he would love for Bronny to play for Duke if Coach K were still to be the head coach when his boy comes up. That's obviously not going to be the case. We know that now. Again, Bronny, a junior in high school, and Coach K set to retire at the end of the season. But there are reports out there, Joe Tempton with On3 Sports, saying that while he doesn't hold an official offer, it's first and foremost really hard for these coaches to find a direct line of communication with Bronny James. I guess that kind of makes sense when your dad is LeBron. He's kind of uh, strict on how that recruiting process is going to go for Bronny. But the four teams on the radar that are definitely peaking Bronny's interest, and he's already been to Duke before with his AAU team in years past, the four teams, Duke, Texas, Tennessee, and Ohio State. I'm a big LeBron guy. I would go crazy if LeBron James Jr., Bronny James, were to play for the Blue Devils, and he is climbing up those recruiting rankings. I think the latest we've seen is him as the number 35 player in his class, in the class of 2023. So that's about as high of a four-star prospect as you could be without getting that fifth star. Sean Stewart, the other commit for Duke in the 2023 class, not named Caleb Foster. Sean Stewart is in that. He's a little bit ahead of Bronny James. I think he's 25 and Bronny is 35, but they're right there on that four or five-star cusp. And then another note to uh, mention over the weekend, Cameron Boozer and Caden Boozer. Do those names sound familiar? Yeah, their dad, Carlos Boozer, of course, a member on the 2001 National Championship team for Duke, went on to play 16 NBA seasons, did one Mr. Carlos Boozer. They are playing high school basketball now as freshmen in the state of Florida. They were playing in the uh, one of the cha- uh, tournaments that was being played in Raleigh this past week. John Shire was there, Nolan Smith was there, I believe, and had a lot of really good things to say about Cameron Boozer. And Duke is obviously interested and on the radar for him. Cameron of the Twins. Cameron right now is better. I I do think Caden will progress is kind of what I'm reading from a lot of the recruiting experts out there. But both of these guys would obviously, you would believe, to be Duke leans, given that their dad is Carlos Boozer. So it'd be awesome to see five-star Boozers come back through Durham. Man, I'm really looking forward to that. Before we take our first break of today's program, Duke men's basketball also released the top 10 highlights, the top 10 plays of the 2021 calendar year on New Year's Eve to celebrate the year that was. They put out the top 10 plays for Duke basketball. Let's take a listen. 12 points to go along with 14 rebounds. Look out! Louisville. Here's a lob, and Williams dunks it down. 
Jeremy Roach with a nice assist there, his fourth of the night. Blue Devils now have the 30-point margin. Off, pops it up. Clark can't corral it. Here's Bancaro showing off the handles. Throws it up, and Mark Williams throws it down. Transition. Lobs it to Williams to throw it down. Sky Big Fella in the lead is 24. Deals for three. It won't go. Tapped off. Oh, four. Shot goes up. Nobody able to get a box out. And Wendell Moore just slams it back in. Untouched. Moore looking inside. Griffin, yes. Another outstanding cut by A.J. Griffin. Let's go, Duke is the chain. Lindell off of the screen. Inside, Griffin hammers it down with the right hand. Timeout, Hokies. 13-0 run by the Blue Devils. They're up by five. Take care on the drive. Got inside. Skill, but also the power that he brings. That's like Grant Hill stuff right there. Hunter, oh, threw it right to Jalen Johnson. Headed the other way, one on one on Hall. Oh, hammer it down. Do not tell you. You only find yourself on the wrong side of a Duke post. The inbound. It's more a fadeaway. Good! Oh goodness! Wendell Moore Jr. off the right baseline to take the lead back out to three. And this Michigan State game to now. Heels. We have seen him time and time again tonight for the freshman. 18 years old. He's not just an adult, he's a man. And look at the adjustment at the rim to avoid the block shot. Up and in! What a finish! Heel mode activated. They should. I mean, he's an experienced player. Great job on the screen roll. Or on the right off of a Williams screen. Fed the big fella inside! A monster jam over Holmgren! Who will it be? It'll be Jeremy Roach! But drives and lays it in to make it a three-point game. Rose on the drive, got inside, off the window and in. And the lead is three. A spectacular display. And Duke wins it. All of that audio courtesy of the Blue Devil Network and ESPN. Again, we heard David Shoemate, the voice of the Duke Blue Devils, on a lot of those lobs. So basically to run you through it, number 10 was a Jeremy Roach lob to Mark Williams in the game against uh, Lafayette, number nine, was the Paolo Banchero lob to Mark Williams after going behind his back. What an excellent play that was this year. Number eight, the Wendell Moore Jr. putback dunk versus Kentucky in the first half, in the first game of the season for Duke. I was so excited, and that was like one of the first plays where we were able to see like, yep, Wendell's way more athletic this year, and that's going to be a big thing for Duke. Number seven was the A.J. Griffin dunk versus Virginia Tech last week. His first dunk of the year was a big one. 
Number six was the Paolo Banchero dunk versus Gonzaga. Basically had a tomahawk going to his right. The lane, the sea parted, as they like to say, and he threw it down. Number five was the Jalen Johnson poster dunk. So our first play from the 2021, or excuse me, from the 2020-2021 season. Jalen Johnson, of course, before he opted out of the remainder of the season, had a poster dunk versus Clemson. That was the number five play of the 2021 season. Number four, go back to last year as well, but back in February, or it was January, excuse me, of 2021, Wendell Moore Jr., his game-winning bucket versus Boston College, a big baseline shot uh, that we heard a moment ago. Number three was the Trevor Keels big-time take versus Kentucky, right into the chest of Oscar Shibwe, one of the top defenders in college basketball, to lay at home. Number two was a Mark Williams dunk versus Gonzaga, and number one, the Jeremy Roach game-winning layup versus Gonzaga. Really cool that Duke put that out. Their social media team is the best. It's been a number of my years around college athletics uh, since graduating college a few years ago and, and obviously seeing how athletic departments put together their highlights and that sort of thing. So many athletic departments across the country are always talking about what Duke men's basketball is doing and how they can be more like the Blue Devils in terms of their content. And that's a perfect example right there, giving us the top 10 plays of the year for 2021 now that we're in a new year. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little Duke women's basketball on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, and it may be even better than a candy bar. I certainly think it is. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to that New Year's resolution. Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. This is for sure the better option to go with. Make sure you go check out Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. So many flavors for you to be choosing from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many, many more. Again, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That is Built.com. Talking a little Duke women's basketball now. The Blue Devils winners over the weekend. Yesterday, they had an impressive 72-70 win over Notre Dame. It was a top 15, or excuse me, top 20 matchup. As Duke is the number 15 team in the country right now, they've defeated number 17 Notre Dame by two points yesterday. Last Thursday night, December 30th, right before the New Year's Eve, Duke lost at Virginia Tech in their first ACC game of the year. They lost by a score of 77-55. to Not a competitive game for the Blue Devils, again, losing by 22 points on the road. Their first game was supposed to be Miami. That game was postponed. Originally, it was given a forfeit victory to the Duke Blue Devils, but now that the new forfeiture policies are in place for the Atlantic Coast Conference, that game has now been postponed, and they've set a date, Tuesday, January 18th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. You'll be able to watch the game on the SEC ne- ACC Network. Excuse me, That's going to be Duke at Miami. Yesterday was the first career ACC victory for Duke head women's basketball coach Carol Lawson. The Blue Devils, again, only played four games a year ago before COVID-19 kind of shut down their season, so they didn't even make it to ACC play. First ACC win for Carol Lawson, and it was a good one. Back and forth game, again, a top 20 matchup 
as Duke was led offensively by Elizabeth Balagun, who had a season-high 27 points on 11 of 16 shooting from the floor. Balagun even had the go-ahead basket in the final minute of play. Duke was able to close it out and get that victory. Duke won the fourth quarter by a margin of 24-15 to as they trailed by seven after three quarters of play and did not look back. It was a three-point Notre Dame lead at halftime. A couple of other individual numbers for you. Lexi Gordon had 12 points for the Blue Devils. Celeste Taylor had 12. And then Maya Goodchild had 13 on 5 of 5 shooting, including 3 of 3 from 3-point range. Duke women's basketball back in action this week on Thursday. That's January 6th when they take on at number 16 Georgia Tech at home. So yet another top 20 showdown for Duke in back-to-back games. Yesterday they defeated number 17 Notre Dame. Later in the week, they will take on number 16, Georgia Tech. And again, these rankings will be adjusted. This is Monday, early in the day, and later today, and uh, going into Tuesday, the newest Associated Press poll will be released. So we'll see what kind of adjustments are made. But nonetheless, these are two of the top 20 teams in the country that Duke is playing back-to-back here as the Blue Devils are now 1-1 one and one in ACC play. Coming up next, I'll let you know about the newest Duke football coaches here on Locked on Blue Devils. Hey, Blue Devil fans, this is J.J. Jackson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE, SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for cash back on your first tank. Again, promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Final segment today for Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson here with you. First episode of 2022. Again, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, Locked On Blue Devils, as we're excited to go over to YouTube here in the new year. We mentioned this briefly on Friday's show with Josh Cox from the Section 17 podcast with Duke Football Talk. But the two newest coaches for Duke football, Harlan Bauer will be the defensive end coach for the Blue Devils, and then Rob Smith taking over as the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. Rob Smith is 46 years old, comes to Durham by way of Rutgers, where he spent the past two seasons as the defensive coordinator for Greg Schiano. In 2019, Rob Smith spent time with Mike Elko, the Duke football head coach at Texas A&M, as Smith was a defensive analyst for the Aggies. In 2017 and 2018, he was the defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. 2014 to 2016 was the defensive coordinator at Arkansas. 2013 was the linebackers coach in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Greg Schiano's staff. And then 2009 to 2012, he was the special teams coordinator and defensive coordinator at Rutgers with Greg Schiano. So Rob Smith is someone that's been on many staffs for Greg Schiano and did spend one year back in 2019 as a defensive analyst at Texas A&M when Mike Elko 
was also there. This is an exciting hire for Rob Smith to take over as the defensive coordinator for the Duke Blue Devils. He's had some pretty successful defenses throughout his time. So looking forward to him being in Durham and to uh, start recruiting the next great Duke defense and obviously build a good defense going into this new season. Harlan Bauer, the other coach to let you know about, the defensive end coach for Duke, graduated from Georgia Southern in 2009 as he finished his college football career with 56 career tackles for Georgia Southern playing there in the Sun Belt. Last year was a defensive analyst for Texas A&M, so that's how he's connected to Mike Elko. Also, in 2016 and 2017, Harlan Bauer was a defensive grad assistant at Notre Dame, and in 2017, Mike Elko was there as well. So for Harlan Bauer, 2017 and 2021, the two football seasons that he worked directly with our new head football coach, Mike Elko. 2018 to 2020, Harlan Bauer was the defensive line coach at South Alabama in the Sun Belt, where he coached five different players to all Sun Belt honors. In 2014 and 2015, he was the outside linebackers coach at Central Arkansas there in the Southland Conference. Harlan Bauer is known as a up-and-coming recruiter in the college football world from what I've been reading, which is obviously a great addition for Duke to have. We've seen a lot of defensive ends. Chris Rump, Victor, Victor Dimunkeji, within previous seasons, get drafted into the NFL on that defensive front. So I'm excited to see Harlan Bauer get to work with these young defensive linemen, someone like Dwayne Carter there on the inside. That was such a cog, such a key figure for that Duke defense. Excited to see what they can do. So now officially on the coaching staff, we've got Mike Elko as the head coach, along with defensive coordinator Rob Smith, Trooper Taylor, Harlan Bauer, and Lyle Hemphill. Very excited, as Josh Cox said last week, and I would certainly agree with it. Who's going to be that offensive coordinator? What is the offensive staff going to look like? Big questions that Mike Elko still needs to answer, and I'm sure we'll begin to get those answers now that we've kind of exited the bowl season. All we have left is the national championship game to be played one week from today in Indianapolis, an all-SEC affair between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs. So in any moment now, you think that some of these offensive coaches could be announced by our head coach, Mike Elko. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Blue Devils. Coming up tomorrow, we start to get you set for that Duke men's basketball game versus Georgia Tech. Again, well wishes to the Duke men's basketball program. Hopefully they can kind of get over this COVID-19 curb that they're currently stuck at, having two consecutive games postponed, and hopefully we're able to talk about an exciting game coming up tomorrow. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.